Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. On Monday night prayer, I didn't get a chance for us to cover in prayer um, Sunday, uh, Sunday's message, which was the final message in our series, Viral Videos. Now, just in case you weren't here, I'm going to show you this. And th- listen to me, this is not a message. Prayer. I'm saying it like that because y'all already know it's probably getting ready to happen. So, in case you missed Sunday and you didn't know what it was, then we're going to cover these different points in prayer. Here's what Sunday's viral video was that's leading into this week of History Makers Conference. Watch this. And I got into an entanglement with. August, that's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship, absolutely. She said that's what I said, but that's actually not what she said. Lay your hands on yourself. Stay, say, stop lying about the truth. Say, God can only heal what's real, not what's pretended. So um, in this, um, I want to cover in prayer every aspect of what we hit uh, on Sunday that's going to lead us up into Thursday and Friday, and then uh, I'll be like Pharaoh and let God's people go, all right, And uh, so that you can go home and you can get yourself ready and gussed it up and all of that for tomorrow uh, morning, all right, uh, and then <laughs> gussed it up. Gussed it up means get yourself together, look extra good, all right, go on and go on and press your jeans and get that new roller set. This has nothing to do with anything, but I'm curious. Ladies, do y'all still use roller sets? Who uses roller sets? Y'all, y'all don't? Y'all use some ladies use roller sets. All right. I was going to say something. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave alone, though. Yeah, let me say, let me say something. Y'all, watch the master class. How about that? Just watch the master class. I'll turn it the master class. Say, I will not be entangled these next two days. So I taught you on Sunday that an entanglement, it means this, to be entangled um, or in a complicated or compromising or less than relationship or situation. So here's what we're going to do. Each one of these points, we're going to cover them in prayer. Why? Because um, Friday begins the last of the fall Hebrew feast, which means somebody say, I'm under an open heaven. Come on. Somebody means everybody say, I'm under an open heaven. Here's what this means. When you pray, there is an expediting to your response. When we worship, there's an expediting of the response. In other words, there is nothing that our prayer has to travel through because heaven has opened. The the Bible refers to the earth as the first heaven, the chasm between the earth and the third heaven where God dwells. That is where things get held up. This is why in Daniel, Daniel does the Daniel fast. He fasts for 21 days, 21 days, because there's this, um, there is this blockage that's happening in the second heaven. And the Bible says that when he prays that God immediately releases the answer, but something tries to block it and stop it. 
and it exists in the realm of the second heaven. So Daniel fasts, and when Daniel fasts, he experiences breakthrough. Let me see if I can say it another way. His breakthrough is entangled. His answer is entangled, but when he fasted, he broke the entanglement. So for everybody that where we just fasted on atonement, what you were doing was not just going on a diet. What you were doing was telling whatever in the heaven, hell, and earth has been blocking. Y'all, I- has been blocking your answer. What you did is you used the principles of the scripture. Jesus said, this come only come out by fasting and prayer, which means whatever's been in my way, my fast just shut that down. I wish you would act like everything in your life is about to... If you believe these next three days are going to bring some turnarounds, get up on your feet and turn one time... I just fasted my way out of an entanglement. I fasted my way out of anxiety. Fasted my way out of depression. Fasted my way out of drama. Fasted my way. Lift your hands and worship. Say, I fasted my way out. Say it again. Say, I fasted my way out. And if the enemy tries to get you entangled in November, you say, I got something for you, sucker. I will fast and I will pray and I will slay whatever. What's going to happen on Thursday? Answers. What's going to happen on Friday? Answers. What's coming over these next two days? Answers. 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 Answers in your email. Answers in your text. Answers on the phone call. Answers in the mail. Whoever's got a loan application pending in this building or online, in these next two days, your answer's coming. And they were trying to mess with you in underwriting. But I just heard the Lord say, because you fasted, he just shifted that to a yes. And the promises of God are Yes and amen. And the promises of God are yes and amen. Say it. And the promises of God are yes and amen. And the promises of God are yes and amen. We're praying. It is a complicated or compromising less than relationship or situation. Say I release entanglements. Somebody said, these are like announcements on Monday Night Prayer. That's, these are announcements. Y'all know them announcements be on fire, don't they? I? <laughs> Say, I will not be entangled. Say it again, I will not be entangled. So we looked at a scripture to back this up, and we're going to pray this scripture. Every time you open your mouth and say something, James chapter 5 makes it clear it's a prayer, which means you have to be careful what you murmur, because what you murmured was prayer. For those of you who like to talk under your breath, that's why you're not blessed. Mm. Because you thought, well, nobody heard me. Well, heaven says we treated it as a prayer. So when you spoke against the, thing, the very hand that feeds you, you were cutting it off from yourself. So look at the scripture in Galatians uh, uh, there. It says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty which Christ has made us free. Everybody pray this me. Say, Father, thank you for making me free. Say, I am free from every entanglement. Say, you did that 2,000 years ago. Here's what happens. He says, and be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. He says, give me the rope there. He says, you did this. He says, so here's what Jesus does. Here's what Jesus does. Here's what Jesus does. Come here. Come on. Come here. Come here. Right, cover that up. We just want you to know. Listen. Won't start none, won't be none. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right, listen. Everybody listen. So this is what Jesus did. This is what, no, let me hang on. Like, give me, give, see, here's the deal. See, you're so used to fighting to hold on to what's entangled in you. Say, in these next two days, I shall release it. So 2,000 years ago, that's you. That's you right there. That's you. That's you right there. Jesus, when you are born, that's you right there. And then here's what ends up happening. We're about to cover it in prayer. Here's what ends up happening. Then you got your feelings hurt by that girl you dated at 18. Now you're entangled. You don't trust women. So the truth is, is that you like Wale. You got polygamy problems. (laughs) 
That's what he said. Right? Then, then you got daddy issues because you never actually saw him do anything he said he would do. So you think that's manhood. So the only thing you're known for is what you don't produce. Somebody say, that's changing in these next two days. Then, then, then you had problems with people who were supposed to be your brother's keeper. So now you told them your secrets and your secrets are now open business for everybody. So now your trust has been impacted. You don't trust anybody. So now Jesus has made you free, but now you are entangled and you're entangled to a yoke of bondage. And here it is, as we begin this last Hebrew feast on Friday, Jesus says, I have come and I'm getting, put that scripture up there for me, please. Over these next two days, he says, listen, I am going to put you back to how you were before. Hands up. Let's pray. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I open myself up to releasing my entanglements. I am not what I'm entangled with. I am not who I was entangled to. All things are new. Over these next two days, make me brand new. Woo, come on. Say, over these next two days, make everything about me better. My spirit, my soul, which is my mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions, make me better in Jesus' name. Release a praise right there. I'm going to show you this on Wednesday. Verse 7, he says, you were running well. You were running well. Okay, so just run for me, but slow run, so it's like a dramatization, like a... This was you. And then here's what the enemy did. The enemy got in your DMs. He said, wait a minute. And all it has to do is pull you far enough back to get you to trip over some stuff that's beneath you. All it has to do is pull you back far enough to where you tripping over stuff that ain't even on your level. Why are you fighting with clowns? You better do like the VP did. Shut up, man. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. So I need to cover this in prayer because most of what you've been tripping over, tripping over, so a couple meanings. One, tripping over in the sense that it's upsetting you. Tripping over in the sense that you stumble from what you should have been focused on. And now you're stumbling over it. Most of that is stuff that's beneath you. You're fighting with clowns. And you are a king and a priest. You're clapping back at people who don't even have a clue. See, you can't clap back at me. You ain't even got that. You got a clue. Lift your hands, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we declare that we will not trip over what's beneath us. We rebuke the enemy's temptations to draw us into entanglement. And we pray that over these next two days, the enemy's intentions will be made clear. That every plot, every plot, every plan, every scheme, every trick of the enemy that he has set up to try to get us to trip, we pray that you'd reveal it, God, and you'd shut it down. You'd reveal where there's evil spirits working, whether it be a spirit of Jezebel or a spirit of witchcraft, manipulation, whether it be a lot, whether it be a Jonah, whatever it is, we pray that you would reveal it and then shut it down in the name of Jesus. We declare by the time we walk out of this conference on Friday night that we will not be tripping over anything that is beneath us. We shall return to our run. Somebody say, I'm returning to my run. I'm returning to my run. I'm, return I'm back in prayer, back in worship, back serving, back giving, back passionate again. I am back better than I was in the first place. Lift your hands and worship God that you're getting back to your run.
look. So, on a week and a half ago, we entered into Rosh Hashanah. This is the Feast of Trumpets. We're praying. We're just covering these things in prayer. This is like command your week prayer, but in person. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Feast of Trumpets. That's the shofar. Let them hear it. Play the shofar. This is what happened a week and a half ago over your life. This is what heaven did a week and a half ago over your life. I curse you in the name of the Lord Jesus and declare that there will be healing. Somebody said, heaven's doing that over me right now. All of the angels are standing at attention, getting ready to see what you're about to be, getting ready to see what's about to happen in your life. Michael and Gabriel and the archangels of the Lord, when they heard the sound, they stood at attention and said, let us see what he's about to be. Let us see what Earl's about to become. Let us see what Jackie's about to become. Let us see what Tony's about to become. Let us see. Let us began a week and a half ago. Trumpets is the Greek term for shofar. It's the Gressicized term for shofar. And you entered into a new spiritual year, 5781. Zero means all things new. You ready for this? One means all things well. One, one means unity with God all things well. I said, I made it new, now I'm about to make it work. Hmm. I made it new, now I'm about to make it well. I changed everything about your life, and now I'm about to make you good with it. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Ah. And your next 12 going to be last, better than the last year. Somebody said, my next 12 will be my best 12. So a new spiritual year, 5781, it began. And immediately following that, we went into the 10 days of awe, leading until the Day of Atonement, also known as Yom Kippur. It's referred to as the Day of Judgment. What is God judging for? For what? We've sown the last 12, but we'll reap the next 12. Listen to me. What you've seen so far hasn't even been a harvest. Your 191 wasn't even a harvest. How do you know that? Because you're not judged for your harvest until this time. Which means whatever you manifested in the last 12, God said that was for the previous 12. God says, but what you're about to manifest and reap in this next 12 is because of what you've done in the last 12. What are you telling me, Bishop? You ain't even seen your harvest yet. You thought that was good? That ain't. Somebody say, Lord, outdo yourself. Someone say, Lord, I am expecting. I so look, it's also judged for if we would test you out. We were just praying, so I'm almost done. And test you out means when we self-reflect and self-correct. If you haven't, and let me tell you something, 
can, can I ask you too as a pastor? Some of y'all, please, please hear me. You, you still haven't done that. You thought your seed would replace your I'm sorry. And the repentance that is due to God and for some to other people. Heshiva, self-reflect and self-correct. Father, in Jesus' name, show us where we still need to teshuva. Self-reflect, self-correct. That means repent. That means get back to the best version of ourselves. Show us where we're still in error. Mm. Show us where we still need to say I apologize. Show us where we still need to get it right. Show us where we still need to make it right. Show us where we still need to even, watch me, even if we don't think we did anything wrong, show us where we still need to make it right. I say, I will not be arrogant. If you fall in these next 12, it will be because of yourself. It will not be because God didn't set you up. Can I get, for those of you who, who, who know, when I said that, something snapped in you, that you're like, you know what? Oh my God, there's some other stuff. Can I just get you to lift your hands and I need you to confess before the Lord whatever it is. Whatever it is. And don't be whispering it because you wouldn't whisper a praise and so don't whisper a repentance. Whatever it is, just open your mouth. Don't worry about your neighbor. They don't have a heaven or a hill to put you in. And they're dealing with their own stuff online. I need you to release it. Confess it. The Bible says if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and he is just to forgive us. You don't need sin getting in the way of what God's going to do on Thursday or Friday. You don't need arrogance getting in the way of Thursday or Friday. You don't need rebellion getting in the way of Thursday or Friday. You don't need anything Father, we don't want anything getting in the way. Creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, God. Forgive us, Father, for our arrogance, our pride. Forgive us, Father, for thinking that we can do it our own way. And forgive us, Father, for every ounce of disrespect, every ounce of dishonor. Wherever we need to test you, Bob, give us the grace to get it done and get it done before judgment is sealed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So here's what happens. Leviticus 23, 27, New American Standard, it says this, say with me, on exactly the 10th day of the seventh month, remember, Hebrew calendar has four different starts to the year. The seventh month is referring to the agricultural start, which is actually the seventh month of the agricultural year is the first month of the civil year, which is this month. It should be a what? Day of atonement. It should be a holy convocation for you. You should what? Humble yourselves. For those of you who haven't fasted yet, like you are not eating after church. Like you're on fast now. Fasted yet? I encourage you to go and start. Like after church. Till tomorrow, after church. You grow and do what you want. Here's what that's code for. That's code for if you ignore the warning, that's on you. If your next 12 is a bunch of hell, I promise you, that's on you. But I dare you to make this declaration say, Mine won't! It says, and you shall humble yourselves fast and untangle. Give me the chords again. Tang tangle yourself up. Come on. Tangle yourself. And you know what I found out? Tangled people normally hang out with tangled people. That way it makes you feel better about your tangles because you get to spend all your time judging them for their tangles. At least I'm not like her. At least I'm like not Dolly. God says, fast and untangle yourselves. This is why, this is why when Isaiah went to King Hezekiah, we're about to pray, cover this. This is why when Isaiah went to King Hezekiah, the king had to turn and face the wall. Y'all face the wall. It means he had to shut everybody else out and he had to be by himself. And for those of you who have, you haven't spent one day this week just without a bunch of distractions, can I encourage you, tomorrow might be a good day to do that. Now, to my dream team, that don't mean you'll be serving now. 
Serving is never a distraction. Just let me be clear. Got to say it in Denver. He says, shut out everybody else. Shut out everybody else. Hey, wifey, I love you, but right now I need to test your vow. And when you keep calling me and texting me, you just wrap me in your And we feel good, but we both trapped. So for just a minute, I'm focusing on God. Me and God. <laughs> Me and God. Me and God. This ain't about my wife. This is not about my kids right now. I love all of them. This ain't about my family. This ain't my mama, my daddy, my cousin, my uh, This is me and God. Because I cannot be good to you if I'm not first good to him. I cannot be a good mama if I'm not a good Christian. I cannot be a good husband if I'm not a good Christian. I got to focus on me. God for a minute. Test you, my Shiva, humble yourselves. It's like when a parent, for those of you who believe in not whooping, but timeout. It's timeout. It's adult timeout. Like just, just go deal with you for a minute. Because if I see her, I'm gonna want to blame her. Just focus on me for a minute. Just focus on me and him for a minute. 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 Say, I'm focusing. Father, over these next two days, give us that moment we need to focus on you and us. We can't be good to others if we're not great to you first. Forgive us for inverting the order. Trying to be a great husband and a sloppy Christian. A great mom and a sloppy Christian. Y'all ain't gonna pray with me tonight. Forgive us for inverting the order. Trying to be a great business person and a sloppy believer. Trying to be a great entertainer but a sloppy prayer warrior. Come on. Father, forgive us for inverting the order, but we make a declaration at the beginning of this new spiritual year that over these next two days, we are going to find that moment where it's us and it is you and we. So, Teshuvah. Someone say, I Teshuvah. So, look, I want to cover this in prayer. We're almost done. It says, humble yourselves and present an offering, Leviticus 23, 27, and present an offering by fire. And this is where I said to you, that's going to be different for every person. Some have sown a thousand, some have sown five hundred, some have sown two fifty. Some, listen, all I'm wanting you to do, because it's not based on where you've been, it's based on where you want to go. Offering by fire means this should hurt. Some of you wouldn't miss ten grand. You wouldn't even miss it. For those of you who would miss it, I need you to say, I won't by this time next year. <laughs> Do you not understand what you sit under? If, would, you, would you open your mouth and say, I won't by this time next year? You'll be dropping 10 grand like it ain't nothing. Make Some of you, 100 grand is nothing. Harvest got some blessed folk. I'm just saying. Some of you seven figures ain't nothing. You might have to move some stuff around, but go and make the call. Call that private client bank and go and make the call. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is what God asked for. And God says, either you do what I say or you don't. For those of you who haven't given yet, you haven't decided on what you give, you need to do this by Friday. By Friday. By Friday night. Somebody say, by Friday night. Because Friday night, that season of atonement is sealed. And we're moving into the next phase. That's what we're going to do. Say, Lord, speak to me clearly what I'm to release so I can see great increase. You commanded it. And I will obey the command. 
somebody might say, well, Bishop, listen, I, I know the amount. I just got to wait until such and such a day. But here's what you do. The scripture tells us you make a vow to the Lord. And what does that mean? You fill it out. You get you an envelope. You fill it out just like you would do it. And you vow and say, this is my vow. And it's going to be ready by such and such date. Now, rest assured, they're going to run it on that day. Rest assured, ain't no grace. If you put the 15th, rest assured, the 14th at 11.59 is running. For those of you that are digital, you, you, you forecast it, plan it. Okay? You can't say, well, I'm going to do it later. You are out of order. He said do it during this time, not when you feel like it. Can I push us, church, to be obedient? push this, everybody online to be obedient like this is not a well I just feel see that's why your life looks the way it does because you go off of your feelings not what he said and as your pastor I just want your next 12 I want you to have $191,000 breakthrough <laughs> notice while I've been talking they've been looking because part of untangling means I have to focus regardless of what's going on around me And Father, in Jesus' name, over these next two days, give us focus. We rebuke distractions that would try to break our focus. We rebuke people with bad news, call them with bad information. We rebuke, we rebuke foolery. We rebuke foolishness. We rebuke junk. We rebuke drama. Say, I will not be distracted these next two days. Come on, say it in this building. Type it online. Say, I will not be distracted in these next two days. The Bible says that when King Hezekiah did that, as Isaiah was walking out, the Lord says, stop, turn around. And when he turned around, he goes to Hezekiah. Y'all look at me. He goes to Hezekiah and he says, listen, whatever you just did changed his whole program. Changed his whole mind. For those who say God won't change his mind, yes, he will. Your repentance will make him do it. He said, heaven had decided that you were supposed to be done. But what you did, when you test your body, what you did, you changed God's mind. So next week was supposed to be the interview. But the Lord says he gives you 15 more years. He gives you a decade and a half more because of 15 minutes of sincere repentance. What are you saying, Bishop? These next two days are going to touch your next 20 years. Come on, I wish you would worship. Say, these next two days are going to affect my next 20 years. Come on. Say, these next two days are going to affect my next 20 years. untangles himself. He untangles. He untangles. He untangles. He untangles. He untangles. Somebody say, I'm untangling. 2 Timothy 2.4. We just covered it in prayer. We're out of here. Y'all all right? He says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. In these next two days, I pray that you get your audience right. Too many Christians are focused on pleasing the wrong people. You are trying to please people. Oh, my God. Friday's message is just, it's so stupid. No, like it's good. It is like, I said, dog. Say, Lord, in these next two days, get my audience correct. So my aim is to please you and who enlists me. Jesus' name. They who one night, whatever you plot against the Lord, he'll bring it to an end. Affliction will not rise up a second time. What's a plot against the Lord? Whenever you conspire with somebody not to do what God said. Ananias and Sapphira did this. New Testament, they dropped dead because they lied about a piece of property. This means you couples, be careful conspiring against the Lord. Because while you're trying to cover one another, you'll kill one another. Hear me, I heard what I just heard loud and clear. 
It says, for they will be entangled as with thorns and consumed like the drink of a drunkard, like stubborn that is fully dry. Verse 11, from you, O Nineveh, come forth a plotter of evil against the Lord, a counselor of wickedness. I pray that the counselors of wickedness would be revealed in your life. What is that? That's a Christian that brings to you stuff that's not godly. And you entertain it because they say. For some of you, your counselors of wickedness are your mother. brother, your cousin, your niece, your nephew. Everything they say has no scripture to back it up. It's their feelings, it's their opinions, it's their thoughts, it's their truth. God says they are counselors of wickedness. Listen, you can be a counselor of wickedness to yourself. And you plot against God. Can I give you an example of this? I was doing this interview today, as, as I mentioned, for this podcast, and uh, did y'all check out that other one I did the other day? It was cool with uh, uh, Daphne and um, and uh, and Daphne, and it was uh, her, her name escapes. I think Anna was her name. Her name escapes me. And uh, and in all of that, uh, as while we were doing that, um, we were talking about people and individuals and a variety of different things. Uh, and in all of that, uh, one of the things that was pretty significant to me um, was. I was recounting my story, and I talked about how I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be a bishop. I didn't want to do any of that. And when I really began to test your I said, wow, you were your own counselor of wickedness. Because you sat up and conspired how not to obey. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. The first time we had communion as a church, somebody had to call me and say, when we do a communion, because I was so committed to not having church. I forgot we needed to do communion. Please learn from that. Because in my mind, I had all these legit reasons of why I wasn't going to obey. I'm going to do this business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And when I began to tell you, I said, wow, you are a counselor of wickedness to yourself. Then when you began to take steps, the enemy used people to try to give you wicked counsel. I'll never forget an email I got from a, a, a man when we announced uh, that we were going to do the church. We first started, and he said, well, why are you doing a church? No, he, he came with all kinds of extra. I'm just checking, you know, the Bible says, as if he's going to check me. Some of you, you have talked out, you've been talked out of obedience by other people's doubt. So everybody, lift your hands. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, reveal every counselor of wickedness that's operating in my life. I declare they will not operate in my next 12. Forgive me for plotting against you. I will not plot against you in my next. In Jesus' name. Proverbs 7:21. She entangled him with many words and drew him away with the flat of her lips. Immediately he followed her like an ox led to be a victim and a lamb playing the wanton and not knowing that he is drawn like a fool to bonds. Verse 23. To the arrow pierce his liver as if a bird should make haste to the snare and he knoweth not that his life is in danger. You got to be careful with your relationships. Why does it pierce his liver? Because your liver is what detoxifies your body. It pierced his liver because it got rid of his ability to detox. So if your liver's not functioning properly, that means that your life is in a perpetual state of toxicity and you can't get out of it. And some of you, you've been drawn into friendships, drawn into dating, drawn into relationships with people who have entangled you with their words and now you're toxic because they pierced your liver. And so now some of you, you are married with a pierced liver. So you're toxic to who you say you love. Because of somebody that's not around anymore. I heard the Holy Ghost loud and clear say, but in these next 12, that will not be my life. Say, over these next two days, I pray that my liver is healed. Come on, y'all pray with me. Say, I pray that my liver is healed. Say, in the realm of the spirit, what I use to detox, I pray that it is healed. 
so I will not be a toxic person. Come on, let's pray. Say, I will not be a toxic man. I'll not be a toxic woman. Say, I'll not be a toxic Christian. I will not be toxic. I will not be poisonous, but I will be prosperous. I will be triumphant. I release toxicity right now in Jesus' name. Put a praise on it, Wednesday, right there. Hallelujah. We're almost done. We're almost done. But God's about to heal your toxicity. You ain't going to have a bad attitude no more. You ain't going to walk around with a chip on your shoulder anymore. You're not going to walk around with your face looking crazy no more. God's about to heal your liver. Proverbs 5.22 The iniquities of a wicked man entrap him. The cords of his sin entangle him. That's as if some generational stuff that's got you hemmed up, locked up, tied up, tangled up, messed up. And I love this curse breaker shirt. I have no because so that's who I am. If the enemy wants to entangle you, let's do it one more time. The Bible says the sins of the fathers visited the third and the fourth generations. Go ahead and grab it. So when you're a curse breaker, make sure you're not a curse holder. It doesn't have him fully and fully, fully entangled. He's just holding on to it in hopes that they're going to change. In hopes that they're going to get better. And part of him feels spiritual holding on. But the Bible says the iniquity, generation of a wicked man, you're hostile to God. They will entrap you. So when you, you can break it all day, but you can still hold on to it because you're holding on to a relationship with folks from your bloodline that don't mean you any good. In fact, they're the major source of your failure. So then what happens? The Bible says it's going to entrap you. So you're saying I'm a curse breaker, but you're literally entrapped because even though you're a curse breaker, you're still a curse holder. hand say in these next two days I will not be a curse holder I will not be entrapped by what I'm trying to hold on to from my bloodline I will not be a curse holder I am a curse breaker and a releaser right, last thing First Timothy 16 First Timothy excuse me 6 and 10 when that do it rains by Desire of money is the root of all evils. Everybody look at me. Like if you think this is all about cash, cars, and clothes, like you missed the whole thing. If you think being blessed financially is all about look at me, look at me, look at me, bling, bling. Trying to revive cribs. I don't even like all that. Listen, then you've missed it. The Bible says your desire, your love of money is the root of all evils. Everything evil, even racism is about being evil. Because in America, they needed to make a permanent underclass of people because it supported the economy. So it was expedient to make Africans, it was expedient to make Africans and people that were black, it was expedient to make them a permanent underclass in America. Because if you remove the underclass, we have to work now. So we have to actually build, and we have been accustomed to them building. Do you not know when Christopher Columbus, everybody look at me, let me give you a quick history lesson, we're praying. Do you not know that when Christopher Columbus came to a, uh, and discovered, not America, but what would later be America, do you not know when the queen sent him, she was broke? The queen of Spain, do your research, she, she was running out of money. They financed his trip here on credit to see if they couldn't find some gold. So the reason they plundered the Native Americans and then later took the Africans, 
This was about money. So even racism isn't just about I hate you because you're black or you're Mexican or you're this or you're that. It's about money. So that's why the Bible says, put the scripture up, the desire of money is the root of what? All evils. All evils. All evils. In America today, what happens? It's, 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 it's dark, it's ugly, it's nasty, but it's not new. It's about money. If there's no poor people, if there's no struggling people, if there's no broke people, who are we going to get to build our stuff? But you. Black, white, tall, short, Hispanic, whatever your background. You. You were sent to rule. Come on here. And to reign. And to conquer. And to subdue. Which means the reason you're a threat to the enemy is because you are going to be the first one in your bloodline where you shut down years of the love of money in your bloodline. Years of evil because of finance in your bloodline. Somebody say, I'll be the first. I'll be the first. I'll be the And you're going to be the first one that you don't need financing because you're going to be pay cash. You Come on in here. You're going to be the first one. You don't need a bank because you'll be the bank. Somebody say, I will be the first. Say it again. I will be the first. He says, that love of money is the root of all evils. But some coveting have erred from the faith. He says, you, you got away from God because you were chasing money. He says, in the result, you got entangled with sorrow. He said, you may have gotten your money, but you hate your life. You got your money, but you hate your wife. You got your money, but you don't like your husband. You got your money, but your kids can't stand you. You got your money, but you can't sleep at night because your stress keeps you up. Trying to figure out how you're going to keep your money. But I need you to say, I have something bigger than money. Come on, y'all. We're about to go say, I got favor. Say, and in these next two days... My favor's going to manifest in a greater way. Say, I will not be entangled, thank you, with a love of money. I'm not chasing cash. I'm not chasing cars. I'm not chasing clothes. Say, I'm chasing God. Come on here, y'all. Say, I'm going after Jesus. Come on. Say, and when I pursue the Lord, all these things shall be added unto me. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, all these things shall be added unto me. I expect financial breakthrough because I'm a seed sower. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I speak to my debts. And in the name of Jesus, because I'm a faithful giver, I command you, be canceled. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh, y'all play with me. Y'all are playing with me. Say, in the name of Jesus, faithful givers flourish. Therefore, favor finds me. Opportunity opens for me. In Jesus' name. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father. 
In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.